Are you feeling stuck, lost, or confused about what to do next in your career? Then the Manifest Your Career podcast is just right for you. I'm your host, Dr. Norma Reyes, a career mindset coach. I help successful Latinas who are battling self-doubt, self-sabotage, and imposter syndrome. I teach my clients how to combine their intuition, skills, and knowledge so that they can manifest their dream career. It's time you start listening to your inner wisdom and guidance. Tune in each week to the Manifest Your Career podcast and learn how to align your mindset to your career goals. Keep listening and together we'll manifest your dream career. Hey everyone, welcome back. This is episode 66. And today I will be talking to you guys about what is keeping you stuck so that you can get unstuck and get yourself moving, taking action towards your career goals. I'm going to go over four to five reasons that you might find yourself feeling stuck or lost on what to do next in your career. Of course, your career situation is unique to you. So you might find that all of these apply to you or none of these apply to you. Really listen to the lessons that are in these types of situation. Each of them is teaching you to look at something. But oftentimes when we are feeling stuck or lost on what to do next, we we can't see it because we're seeing it from the stuck side, right? And that's where a coach comes in. A coach can see it from the outside and help you gain that different perspective. So just listen to this episode, take the information in and allow it to marinate and allow yourself to kind of figure out where you are and what bits and pieces of this information that you're about to receive can help you get unstuck. But either way, if you are still feeling stuck even after hearing this episode, you can always schedule a free consult call with me. It is about 15 to 20 minutes and we just go over and try to help you get some clarity on what's getting you unstuck. Trust me, this simple conversation will help you at least gain some clarity on what to do next. All right, so here are the reasons, and I'm doing air quotes like you guys can see me, um, I'll be covering today on why some people may feel stuck or lost or why you might be feeling stuck or lost. And, you know, we all get to this point in some time in our lives, right? So the four ways are feeling overwhelmed, which can lead to burnout. Another way is waiting for the right time. And another one is expecting your career growth to be linear. And then finally, not being open to receiving. So those are the four types of way that I'm going to be going over today. Overwhelm, waiting for the right time, expecting your career growth to be linear, and then not being open to receiving. I do want to add that these are all multi-layer. It's not a singular reason that you are feeling stuck. It's complicated. There's so many inner beliefs that are at work here. You may know that you're burnt out, but you're not really sure what to do about it. So at the end of each of these, I'll give you questions to journal. This way you can begin the process of allowing your thoughts and feelings 
to process and give yourself grace. Don't expect to do these journal prompts and all of a sudden you're going to get epiphanies or that your career or life will transform from one day to the next. It's a process. Every time we find ourselves where we don't want to be, it's a time to pause, reflect, and most of all, learn. If you are finding yourself in the same career or life lesson over and over again, let's say, for example, dealing with a toxic boss or toxic coworkers, it's because you haven't learned that lesson. There is something that you are doing that is creating this situation, and there's a lesson for you to learn. It may be that, for example, if you had a toxic boss in one workplace and you moved on to the next one, you never really addressed or confronted the toxic boss, then maybe in your next situation, you are finding yourself in a very similar situation with another toxic boss, but you actually have grown and you're like, I'm not going to allow anyone to talk to me this way anymore. So you, you know, confront the boss about it. And I say the word confront, but that's pretty strong, but maybe you just have a conversation, right? You have a conversation with the person, you let them know that you have these clear boundaries, that these types of words Let's say, for example, that they are telling you that you have a resting bitch face. Fun fact, that actually did happen to me from a previous boss that I had during my yearly eval. She said that I had a resting bitch face. Anyway, um, so let's say that that's something that your toxic boss has told you. Then you would say, you know, that's not appropriate or whatever way you want to go ahead and address it, right? The key is addressing the situation. You cannot change people. You have to know that you are not here to change anyone. You're here to learn. And the learn, the lesson to learn there is to stand up for yourself, right? Creating boundaries, telling your others how you want them to treat you, how you want them to respect you. And by standing up for ourselves, that is the lesson there, right? And now let's fast forward that you are a third employer and you actually have a wonderful boss. But all of a sudden, it's more like your senior leadership, or maybe it's further out, right? Like a lateral co-peer or something that's being toxic. Okay, well, now you need to learn that lesson in where you then put the boundaries laterally, right? Not just vertically, so or horizontal, vertical, but you guys get it, right? So you might just be finding yourself in situations that feel like repeat. And a lot of it is because it comes from our core wound. And so you have to kind of figure out what that core wound is. We all have it. It's just something that's within us. That's why we incarnated into this life so that we can grow and learn and our soul can flourish. Okay, so now let's get to these four reasons that you might be feeling stuck or lost on what to do next in your career. And I also want to preface it that I know that it's painful and it's so much easier to run away from workplace to workplace, but that's not going to heal whatever needs to be healed, whatever life lesson that you need to learn from these situations. It's just not going to, right? You're going to keep going in that repetitive circle where it just feels like, oh my gosh, like everywhere I go, it's always the same thing. 
It's not until you learn the lesson, heal, whatever it is. And it doesn't mean that you have to go and have a conversation with people either. It's not about that. It's not about the other people. It's about you and what type of healing you do and then how you start to create those those boundaries if it's boundaries that you need to do or the accountability that you need to do for yourself. Okay, now really, really, let's go ahead and dive into these. So the overwhelm. So you might be feeling stuck because you are feeling overwhelmed overwhelmed, meaning you have so many things going on. Personally, I always have a lot of things going on. And for example, I work full time. I have my business. I have the podcast that's part of the business. And in case you guys don't know, having a business and having a podcast are two separate things. And a podcast is like a whole other part-time job. On top of that, I have three children who obviously need my time. I'm also married. And then I just decided to throw in getting my MBA this year. Don't ask me why other than my current employer at my corporate job pays tuition reimbursement. And it was kind of like, sure, why not? Because they pretty much basically will pay for my MBA. And I love learning. That's the other part. So soon to be. Dr. Reyes slash MBA. Anyway, a lot of things are going on, right? I could easily become overwhelmed on what I want to do next for my career because there are so many things that are pulling me in different directions on what I want to do with my career. And when we have so many things going on and we aren't taking care of ourselves, this can lead to burnout right? If you're not, if I'm not, if you're not taking the time to rest, and I'm talking about restorative rest, there's a difference too between hobbies or like reading or crafting. Those things are still doing, they're not actually recovery resting. So I do want to, to know the difference, right? Resting can simply be taking a moment to to lay five minutes in your bed or taking a moment to just be outside for five minutes no you know social media no phone just being right or it could just be sitting with your eyes closed on the couch for five minutes it doesn't have to be very long most of us won't do that most of us will not go and spend five minutes. It doesn't feel like it's going to do anything, but trust me, it will. And if you can add that to your daily routine, please do so because it will massively change how much energy you have throughout the day. So the overwhelm, I also like to call this the hustle and bustle mode. And I want you to know that there's nothing wrong with being in that mode, being in the hustle bustle mode. What I mean by that is like having so many things that you're doing and you have a goal that you're actively working on. For example, when I was getting my PhD, I was working full time. I had two babies, I breastfed them. I also drove an hour each way to the university to my PhD classes. What else did I have going on? I think that's about it. <laughs> married, of course. So that was my total hustle and bustle mode, meaning that I wasn't actively working to growing in my career. I didn't have the mental capacity, the mental energy. And the goal for me at that moment in time was to get my PhD. 
Yes, would I have liked to have different type of career growth going on? And I did after I had some shifts going on within me. But in the beginning, I would say the first two years of my PhD program of becoming a mom, working full time, going to my program full time. Those were all moments where I really couldn't invest in anything else but be in that hustle and bustle mode. What happens is that we can get ourselves in burnout when we are trying to create spaces for moments such as career growth that we don't have the capacity for. During that time, I was not meditating. I was not doing yoga. I didn't have a clue about any of this stuff because I was so in the forest, right? You know how they talk about being in the trees versus being able to spin out and see the whole forest or being on the top of the mountain. I was definitely in the forest, in the details, and I could not see anything beyond that. And if you are finding yourself there, right? Like your daily focus is getting up, getting out of bed, getting the kids ready, getting yourself ready, getting to work, you know, showing up at work, doing your best, and then leaving work and then coming back and you know doing whatever you do on your evenings. But you're probably feeling depleted, like no energy. And when we continue to do this for a prolonged time, we get to get burnout. And the reason is not energy burnout. The reason is there's no vitality there. You wake up and you think like, what is my life purpose? Because if you had life purpose, same days, same getting up, same everything, you don't have a life purpose. You don't feel fulfilled that's when your energy and your cup starts running empty. There's people such as myself, I'd tell you, I'd do a hundred thousand things, but because I am actively working to create a routine for myself in the morning, every morning, like clockwork, I listen to a meditation five to 15 minutes, just depending on how much time I have. I lay in bed, I listen to the meditation. Right after I get up, I either go to and brush my teeth or sometimes I just go straight into doing the sun salutations. You can look it up. It's a real simple yoga. And it's really just, again, to ground myself in that routine. From there, it just kind of depends on what's going on with the kids. I can help my husband finish getting the kids ready or I do some journaling. It kind of goes back and forth. So when you are finding yourself in this hustle and bustle mode, whether you're pretty much being on autopilot, auto drive, you're, there's two ways. There's one that's like, there's no goal in mind. And then another one is that you're actively working at another goal, right? Like for example, when I was getting my PhD, that was my goal. Um, and there was a shift in between when I was getting my PhD in the beginning, like the first two years, I was definitely more on an autopilot hustle and bustle leading to burnout. And then the last two and a half years was definitely more of an auto drive that I knew was leading me somewhere. So if you are finding yourself like, I know I'm doing all of these things, but I'm leading myself somewhere, you may not feel that burnout, but you are still feeling that overwhelm. And then if you're on the other side of it where you don't have any goal, and you do feel like you're on autopilot, you do feel like you're on this hustle and bustle, wake up, go to sleep, wake up, go to sleep mode, but there's no goal in mind, then that can lead to burnout. Both of these modes will make you feel 
because they're still overwhelmed. They will still make you feel stuck and lost on what to do next in your career. And the reason being is because your energy, your focus is being taken away. So what I would like you guys, if you are feeling this is you, and even if it's not, you can still write down this journal question is, what what is my goal right now? Whatever it is, right? It could be like, uh, my goal is just to be happier. Like, what is my goal right now? It's important to know what's your goal right now. And then ask yourself, what's my goal in a year or two years from now? Those are just kind of help you realize where your mind is so that you can begin to take steps to get unstuck. Let's say that your goal is just to figure out what you want to do next, right? then write that down. What do I want to do next? Okay. Then ask yourself where you are, right? First question is, what's my goal right now? What's my goal in one to two years? And then what do I want to do next? What do I want to do next? And just ask, just ask yourself and allow yourself to be free with this. There's no restrictions here. You don't have to have a plan. A lot of times we start to say to ourselves before we even put pen to paper, oh, you can't do that. This is just a journaling activity and you can write whatever you want. Allow yourself that freedom, that space, so that you can just begin to gain some clarity on what you want to do. What happens when we're in the overwhelm? We are not pausing. We are not creating that space to allow ourselves to dream, to grow, to be. The next one is feeling like you need to wait for the right time. Mm. This one here is a fear of failure. When we are waiting for the quote unquote right time, it is simply a fear of failure. And so we are procrastinating from taking action because we don't feel internally ready. Trust me, and you'll never feel ready. There's never a time that I have felt 100% ready to do something. And if you are afraid, that's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. A lot of times we've been taught that fear is a bad thing and that we should only do things that we are not afraid to do, or it's better to stay in our comfort zones. Nothing exciting happens in a comfort zone. You are currently in your comfort zone by not taking any action and waiting for the right time is never going to happen. There's never going to be a time that it feels right. So if you have been waiting for the right time and this can look like, oh, I can't go to school right now because I have my kids or I can't go to school right now because I can only work full time to pay my bills or I can't make a career move right now because what I want to do requires me to travel and I'm not ready to do that or whatever the case, right? A lot of times we may not say we're not ready for something, right? We make a lot of excuses as to why we can't do something or it's not the right time. All of it comes back down to fear. It comes back to not trusting in the universe or God 
whatever you believe in to be there for you. In 2010, I was buying my house. And then two to three months after that, I got laid off. And I was going to my master's program. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. But fortunately, when I got my house, it was during a time that they were doing a lot of incentives to getting a house. So I got a rebate back for buying the house. I got laid off and a lot of people were like, oh my gosh, what are you going to do? You just got your house, you're going to school. And I knew I had that security blanket, right? Of the money that I got back. I think it was like about nine or $10,000. I can't remember, but I knew I had that security. And then I also knew that worst case scenario, I could always borrow more money. And so what I did was I took that time and opportunity to explore my options on what I wanted to do next in my career. I worked a part-time job. I worked with children because there was a part of me that believed I wanted to work in bilingual education because as a Spanish speaker, I just felt guilty that I wasn't using my Spanish in bilingual education. I don't know why I was thinking this. Like if I think back, I'm like, why did I feel solely responsible to save my community as if I somehow was Jesus? Like, come on. I mean, whatever I decide to do, I'm going to be serving my community, regardless of whether it's something specific, such as bilingual education. I don't know where that guilt was coming in at the time, but now looking back at it, it's just so silly, right? We, we create these expectations for ourselves from different things that we hear from people, family, friends, maybe even just educators or professors may say something. And then we start to feel some type of way, feeling that we feel responsible in doing something. So, you know, all of these things happen. And had I just waited for the right time, right? I could have easily said, oh gosh, I got to put my degree on pause or I got to work full time because there's no way that I can manage all of this. If I had waited for the right time, I wouldn't have, you know, been, be where I am now, right? Life would be a little bit different or maybe I would have never gone back. Maybe I would have never finished my degrees. So you have to ask yourself, right? So here's the general questions on this. If you are finding yourself telling yourself it's not the right time, then I need you to journal on the following questions. First one is, when would be the right time? When would be? If right now is not the right time, what would need to be an alignment for you for it to be the right time. You might find that you don't even know what that would look like, or you might. Either way, write it down so that you can see what you're waiting for. Because when we say it's not the right time, we're also saying no, a simple no, right? We are shutting ourselves down. The next question is, what are you afraid of happening? What are you afraid of happening if you do decide to move forward with whatever goal? And the last question I want you to journal on is, what failure are you afraid of? What failure are you afraid of? So those are the three questions that I want you to journal on if you have been feeling like you need to wait for the right time to take action in your career, whatever that action may be. It might even just be as simple as starting a job search. 
whatever it is, journal it. The next one I'm going to be going over is expecting your career growth to be linear. In my masterclass, I had touched on this. We have been taught the traditional way that a career develops is go to school, meaning college or getting a certification of some sort, work hard, and that you will then be rewarded. Whatever rewarded means to you. For some people, that might mean getting more money each year. For others, it might mean getting a a new job title, more responsibilities, feeling that you are moving up the chain. So when we believe, when we buy into this traditional career development idea that has been fed to us since we're very little, then when we don't see that going on for us, then we think we are doing something wrong. Then we start to feel stuck, lost. You've been in your role for five years. You haven't received a raise. You haven't upskilled whatsoever. You feel like you've been doing the same work. If you can do your job in three hours, you have been in your job too long. And I only say this if you are feeling burnt out and you do not like your job and you can do it in three hours it is because you have not been challenged (laughs) it is because you have not grown in any type of way and that might make you feel even more stuck because you know internally that you have not had any growth in a very long time i always say it takes about six months to learn a job two years to be fully proficient And if you're looking for growth, you can start looking to move around your third year. Doesn't mean that you have to wait for that. Just like some baselines. Again, remember, I'm trying to help you unlearn that career growth is linear. That's not how it works here. But when you are feeling stuck or lost on what to do next, and you have that expectation, you somehow feel that it's an external something outside of you that will help you move in the direction that you need to go. But the thing is that you need to do something, right? What are you doing for your career growth? Showing up to work is not enough. Even doing your 100,000% best is not enough. You have to have a plan for your next career move. And if you don't have one, because your expectation is that career growth is linear. And if you work hard, you're going to be rewarded, aka promotion, more money, more responsibility, whatever it is that you're wanting is somehow just going to happen, then that's when you are failing yourself. So again, if you have been expecting career growth, your career growth to be linear, which is A, B equals C, then you're failing yourself because your expectation is putting the onus on external sources to help you, right? Like, oh, my boss should see my hard work. No, girl, you need to talk about your hard work or they should pay me my worth. They are not paying attention to what your worth is. You need to say what your worth is or I need more responsibilities. They don't know that you have more bandwidth to take more on. And when you start to push yourself and doing more and outside of your scope, 
no one's going to tell you to do less and no one's going to pay you more for what you are doing just because you are showing up. If you want to get paid more, if you want more responsibilities, if you want a new job title, you need to ask for those things. You cannot expect for your boss to do something for you that you have not asked for. Like they say, closed mouths don't get fed. If you are not advocating for yourself, if you are not expressing what you want and you're just expecting things to come or to happen, you're going to find yourself feeling stuck or lost on what to do next. So your journal questions are, what do I want next for my career? What do I want? Do I want more money? Do I want a title change? Do I want more responsibilities? Right? What is it that you want? Next question is, what am I doing to get what I want? Are you doing anything? And next question there's, is what I'm currently doing getting me the results that I want? Is what I'm currently doing getting me the results I want? And the last one is, what can I do to get the results I want? So those are the four questions. If you are finding yourself feeling like you should be at a different place in your career, but you're not, and part of it has to do with that you are expecting your career to go in a certain way. So ask yourself, is there a particular way that I imagine my career moving forward? For example, you know, getting hired at an entry level position and then expecting in a year or two to then get promoted to like a team lead. And then after that, becoming a supervisor, then after that, a manager, director, like, is there a part of you that envisioned you and your hard work to just somehow move up the line without any actual effort or voicing that you want that? So when I meet with my staff, I ask them what they would like. And sometimes some of them don't have a next step planned out. They are just looking at, oh, I just want to learn how to do this job. That's great. I'm excited that you want to learn how to learn this job. But when you think that way, when you think of just the current step of where you are and you're not thinking about like, oh, what can I do right now to prepare myself to be a team leader, to be a supervisor, to be a manager, to be a director, then you are not setting yourself up, right? Your mind is saying, oh, I'm just here to work. So then two years go by and you have not even been looked at to become a team leader, to become a supervisor, and you be, you're like, well, what the hell? Well, what the hell is that you came in here and you said, I just want to learn this job. I just want to do a good job. I want my hard work to speak for itself. It is. It's saying you're doing a great job and hopefully you're getting rewarded. But if you're not asking for what you want, then you're not going to get it. Last one. <laughs> this one here. 
<laughs> and all of these, all of these, I definitely have experienced them for sure. Maybe not the waiting for the right time, because apparently I like to just go and take actions. I'm really good at just taking action, even if it doesn't give me the results that I want. But the other three, definitely. So the last one is not being open to receiving. As a first gen, and even if you're not a first gen, if you're just a go-getter, a person who makes things happen, you might find yourself not actually being open to receiving. And what I mean by that is you don't actively ask for help. You don't accept help. And I'll tell you how this happens. And you're unwilling to explore opportunities that come to you. So when you are not open to receive, this comes from a place of very masculine energy. When we are from masculine energy, which is doing, 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 I'm here to give and support everyone else. You show up to work, you work hard. And let's say, for example, you are feeling overwhelmed. Instead of asking for help, you just work another two hours to get it done. Why don't you ask for help? because you are not open to receive help. You're not willing to allow others to support you, to help you. And why do we do this? Because we have been taught as high achievers, as women who have had to break their own barriers down, that we have to do it on our own and we cannot depend on anyone else. You feel like you cannot depend on anyone else to help you where you want to get. So you have to do it yourself. This closes you off from being able to receive help. This closes you off from abundance. This closes you off from your next career move. When you are so determined to do everything on your own, you're not letting anyone else come in and you're not growing like internally, you're not having any growth. Because just because you can do it on your own doesn't mean that there's not a better way to do things. It doesn't mean that your way is the best way. Maybe somebody's getting it done in 30 minutes and it had you just said, hey, I'm super overwhelmed on doing this. Can you help me out with that? And they're like, oh yeah, sure. Let me, let me show you how I do it or let me go ahead and do it for you. And then you get your you get that growth right you can learn from your peers you can learn from your subordinates you can learn from anyone go on youtube i'm not saying that you have to necessarily get the help from your coworkers your boss or your subordinates you can just go to youtube too you can explore different options on how to receive the help that you need maybe you don't feel safe to ask for help at work but there is other opportunities and other areas and places that you can receive help post it on your facebook join a facebook group in your industry see how other people are doing things when you have that masculine energy you're not even exploring the options that there is all of this different type of community support out there so general questions first question is what areas in your career do you need more help with what areas in your career do you need more help with 
Next question is, how are you currently blocking any help? How are you currently blocking any career help? Right? So first question is, what is it that you need help with in your career? And the next one is, how are you blocking that? Because we are, we are not open to receiving, we are actively doing something to stop help from coming in. Are you quick to tell someone, oh yeah, yeah, that's right, I know how to do that. And oftentimes it's not from a place of feeling, you know, inadequate or it's just from a place of you've always done it on your own and you don't need anyone's help. And it feels safe and comfortable to do it that way because there's no judgment, there's no rejection, there's no fear of others judging you. That's why we do things alone and not asking for help. But when we are quick to shut the doors, then we can't grow, we can't explore, we can't build community. I often think about when I was about 23 years old, I was a recruiter for Six Flags and I was at a recruiting event at a community college and next to me was Lulac and talking to the lady, she was very nice and then she was like, oh, are you interested in a job? And my initial response was like, no, right? Like, no, I'm good. And the gentleman with her, like, kind of, he, he, I didn't say anything, but he was like, oh, you know, she has a job. What are you trying to do? And I just, I closed that door. I ultimately regret that moment in time where my ego, my young 23 year old ego, thought she was too good to even just get to know these people, get to know them. And, you know, Lulek, wouldn't want to work for Lulac. I think honestly, it was just a prideful moment because I would love to work with them, right? Like, why wouldn't I? And I think it was just a moment in time where I was so used to not having any help, not having anyone see me for who I am as being valuable, being an asset for who I am, just me, just being a Latina with a degree this feeling of I always have to work for everything that I do. No one can just give me something. Is that you? Is that you? Is, is that you that you tell yourself? No one can just give me something. They want something. What do they want from me? I don't want to take it because they want something from me. No, I'm going to make it. I'm going to do it myself because I can't trust anyone else. All of these are ways that we're not open to receiving and so, you know, I always think about that moment and how I closed those doors. And that's one of maybe different moments that I've had in my life where I've closed doors on myself. More often than not, we are closing doors and refusing to see the opportunities in front of us than opportunities not being there. This world is limitless. There's so much abundance. We just don't see it because we are in our heart or we are not trusting that others may be willing to help us with a good heart. Not seeing and not accepting that others can see us for truly who we are. So when we start to be able to open our heart to receiving help, support, 
from others, then we can truly flourish. And when we are not open to receiving, that is what's keeping you stuck and lost on what to do next. It's not because you don't have the skills. It's not because you can't do it on your own. It's because you are not being open to receiving. And remember, if you can't open yourself, you're not going to see the opportunities that are there for you. All right, so these are just four reasons. And like I said, they are multi-layered, so multi-layered, so multi-layered, right? You might be feeling all of these. You might be feeling one of them. I got off a coaching session earlier today and our coach said something to another peer and the coach's name is Sabrina Castillo. She said, you don't need more time. You need more energy. It really stuck with me. You don't need more time. You need more energy. And for myself, I know I can get a lot done in the time that I have. And fortunately, I've been great at being able to do that. And I guess my energy, I've always been good with keeping it well. There's times that I've have felt burned out for different reasons. But I ask you, what is draining your energy? Whatever that is, you need to start building boundaries around it. Remember I talked about the toxic boss? <laughs> That was definitely draining my energy. And actually, I left that company in 2016 and I definitely started getting my energy back after that and definitely started growing, going back to that personal development, seeing more of myself worth. Because even though we might want to say like, oh, I had a toxic boss and they were draining my energy. Well, doesn't matter where you work, and even if it is toxic, if you are not creating boundaries, it doesn't matter. You could be in the best environment. You can be but the best coworker. And if you don't have boundaries for yourself and you're not setting expectations on how people need to respect you, you are not going to have the energy for what you want to do. You need to be drained. It is important that you start to build boundaries so that you can have the energy that you want. It's not ever about time because if you go look at how much time you spend either on social media or watching TV, watching shows, and I will tell you, I still watch plenty of shows. And again, let me recap. I work full time. I have my business. I have my podcast. I have three children ranging three, six, and 17 senior year. So for those of you that know how it goes with high school kids and their 100,000 things, I don't know. I don't know what keeps you busier, a three-year-old or a 17-year-old. I don't know. It's like equal, different tantrums. Plus working on my MBA and my self-care and everything else. I'm also training for a half marathon. Um, that's, it's going to be like my eighth one. So that definitely feels more like autopilot, auto drive. I just got to do my training, but all of that takes quote unquote time, right? I'm training alone takes two to three hours out of my day, but I still have energy for it all. And I still have time for it all. So it's not about time. It's about energy. 
And if you're curious to learn about the coach I'm talking about, I will make sure to link her information into the show notes. Her name is Sabrina Castillo and she's from The Dream Lab. So I'll have to let her know that I shouted her out because it was my first session, group session there. And that is it for today. I hope that this was just helpful in getting you to start thinking about things in a different way. As always, give yourself grace. You are beginning to process your thoughts and feelings about these things. There might be a part of you that be like, whatever, this is not true, this is not me. Or you feel it and you're like, I don't want to think about it. Oh, I'll get back to this. I know that when I'm not ready to reflect on something, I leave the bookmark on the book and then, you know, I might come back to it the next day or I might come back a couple of months. And I know that it is because part of me is resisting to go and process that. It's okay. You'll come back to it, right? Put a calendar. Put a calendar reminder. Put a calendar reminder on your phone. Hey, phone, remind me to re-listen to this episode. Remind me to journal on these questions. Whatever it is, just allow yourself to come back and journal so that you're able to process these feelings. And then if you really want a gold star, if you really want to really, really grow, in a few months after writing these journal questions out and doing them, three months from now, come back to it. Come back to it and read it because you will be in a different state of mind, a different frame of reference. And that growth there alone will be worth what you paid for in this podcast. Just kidding. It'd be worth more than the time you spent. Really, it's not just about pausing, reflecting, journaling. It is also going back going back to what we wrote. And if you were, have ever journaled ever in your life, go back to some of your old journals if you still have them. I always laugh at myself. I'm like, like, like look at what I wrote. I'm so dumb in the most positive way. Like dumb, silly, not dumb, like dumb, dumb. <laughs> that just sounds funny. Who doesn't like dumb, dumbs? Anyway, I'm gonna end this episode because otherwise I'm just gonna be talking about nonsense. Enjoy the rest of your day. Remember, give yourself grace and I'm sending you love and light. Thank you for listening to the Manifest Your Career podcast with me, your host, Dr. Norma Reyes, a career and mindset coach. Learn more today on manifestyourcareer.com.